Once there was a mountain called Peak 15. Nothing was known about it. But in 1852, the surveyors found it was the highest in the world, and they named it Everest. Hi there, and welcome to Drunk Distry Presents The Dark Ride, a Disney Parks podcast hiding in a drinking game. Here we will talk about and rate all of your favorite and not-so-favorite rides and attractions, and maybe catch some interesting facts along with our buzz. My name is Ryan, and I'm here as always with my co-host Adrian. We are two diehard fans of the themed-out world, and we started this show because we know that cool people, y'all like this stuff too. So we're here to normalize all you adulting theme nerds and have a few beverages while we're at it. And now that that's out of the way, welcome to the foothills of Nepal, a land known as Mother and Motherland are greater than heaven. What a slogan. A place of rugged beauty where we slurp tea with our pith hats donned, shoot pool with Sherpas, and hang our journey flags with abandon. It's expedition time, and I'm ready to climb to the top of Central Florida's largest fake mountain. But beware, for where winds wash over and snows quall, our fearsome foe can be hiding around every fake rock, and we wouldn't want to be caught up here without our appropriate polyester bell-bottoms. Shh, I can hear the faint sounds of the Bee Gees. In the Himalayan mountains I heard an old story That goes around A legend A folktale A fable It travels from town to town It's the parable Of the terrible Abhorrible Deplorable Indomitable Abominable Yeti Yeah, it's the parable Of the terrible Abhorrible Hi, Adrian. Hi. <laughs> Are you ready to have a second run at an old expedition? I am, and I feel like I've been already on a journey. The beaches were playing in the intro. Yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> well, disco's alive and well, my dear. I mean, I will be singing Staying Alive now, like, in my sleep. That's Those beaches get in your head. Oh, yeah. There's, a, like, a documentary about them that my roommate said was incredible. It came out oh, really? Like this, came out this year, yeah. Do they also talk in falsetto? I think They're maybe. Like, huh? When you go up to them, they go, you go high and they go, hi, hi, hi. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Uh, I think they probably do. <laughs> At least in my dreams. In my dreams, they do. Um, so we're going we're gonna to tackle our first, we're going to redo our first ever podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first podcast we talked about. I don't know how we came out the gate with a with a pressure here. <laughs> I think we were like, we don't know how long this is going to last. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> do this with a good ride. Yeah, like I mean, this is not a dog. This is a great. This is a great roller coaster. Yeah. Well, we get we get to run at it a second time, which is cool. Um, that is cool because I really do g- genuinely enjoy this ride. Yeah, it's great. It's. Great. I don't see any other reason to go to Animal Kingdom. Ooh. Uh! Dropping bombs on the pond. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, okay. Um, well, I, I'm not going to respond to that because don't, I have don't, lots of don't, reasons. You don't want to incriminate there, yourself. And it's all about the Gorilla Falls walking trail. 
we know your favorite. Oh uh, yeah, You're, Ryan's been trying to get us to to drink that that walk for a while. Oh, can we I make that? That'll be the new game. It'll be a drink that walk, and like I'll do Gorilla <laughs> Falls, and you can do the walk between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Oh. <laughs> Drink that. Maybe we'll do that as like a fun bonus, like Christmas episode or something, just to see how ridiculous we can make. Drink that walk. I like it. I think we could Stay probably tuned, do everybody. I'm pretty sure we can make that entertaining. I once saw an alligator on that walk. I talked to you about. You did? I did. Yeah. Oh well, that is actually kind of interesting. All right. Yeah. There's a little guy. Save it for the pod, right? Oh, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> meta. Uh, so uh, today, uh, yeah, we're gonna do Expedition Everest. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh, but to get going, we're gonna need a couple drinks. So today we're gonna be drinking Expeditions, uh, which is apropos. Oh. Uh, this is a, a tiki mixed drink recipe, courtesy of one of the original tiki bars uh, in the country, San Francisco's own Smuggler's Cove. Uh, of course I put my own spin on this because, you know, I, I wanted to make it a little bit more user friendly than what they do. Um, you think you could do better than Smuggler's Cove? No, I'm sure, I'm sure that theirs is much better than mine, but I did make it a little bit more user friendly, a little bit more, oh, uh, like well, that's e- nice easier to do at your home bar. Uh, and it is delicious, uh, you know, even the way that I did it. So, um, you can also go check out uh, theeducatedbarfly.com to see how the original is supposed to be made. They have a great video on this specific drink, so go check it out. Um, but for an expedition, what you're going to need is two ounces of Jamaican dark rum, an ounce of bourbon, a, a quarter to a half ounce of coffee liqueur, uh, like Kahlua, um, one ounce of lime juice, um, and then one, o- one and a half ounces of, of a, uh, a, like a, a simple syrup, that you're going to add vanilla, like vanilla extract, uh, honey, and a dash of cinnamon into. And then just oh, I a, love all these flavors. Right? Yeah. So it's super, like, it's, uh, you're going to shake all that up um, or blend it if you want to blend it. This would make an amazing blended, uh, like, you know, s- smoothie. Uh, and then uh, add some crushed ice, and you're going to have, like, a boozy tiki goddess in front of you. A goddess of goodness. Okay. Oh, that's also my nickname. <laughs> sure is um what are you drinking out of today ace i am i'm i am so in love with my vault collection mug it's kind of become like your like your epcot mug this yeah. has become my yeah, mug been... like even as you're talking i just keep spinning it and looking at it i love it so much it's the one that listen to the it's the one that has all the classic um movie posters on it of like sleeping beauty peter pan all those and it's just so cute, and it's one of those, like, four-finger, like, handles, which I really – that's how – that's a good mug. I don't want a mug where I can only put three fingers in. I, this sounds dirty. I, I want I want four. Wow. <laughs> Did I say three? Better make it four. <laughs> um, that's oh, that's great. Um, I love that you uh, have found such a, an affinity for a mug so that you're not making fun of me for using the same mug all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, just like last week. I'm still drinking out of my I did clean it. Don't don't think I didn't. I'm still drinking out of my rock and roller coaster mug because uh, it's it's a big mug. And um, and I, I made a big drink. So can we get uh, a mic check on it? Oh, it's got a mic. It's got a, yeah, there's a little microphone on the handle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be speaking into this mug all day. 
Um, All right. So anyway, so Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, the same company that made Rock and Roller Coaster, made this, which is uh, Vekoma. Oh, yeah. It's what? A, it's a Dutch manufacturer. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So like, so they've they made a bunch. Well, we'll get into it. Um, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's already getting weird here. You know I got weird things to talk about. Um, <laughs> we'll just get into the ride, right? I mean, let's get into it. Cool. We're riding we today. Can't get on, if we can't get onto it. Let's get into yeah. it. Wow, we're getting dirty already. <laughs> no, uh, I meant on the ride. Fast pass. Uh, uh. So today we're going to ride Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. It's located in uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, it was opened April 7th, 2006 at a cost of over a hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah, this was an expensive boy. Yeah. At the time, uh, Guinness world record for most expensive roller coaster in the world, losing out in 2019 to a $300 million roller coaster. What do you think that one was? Hagrid's. Nice. You remembered. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough one for me to ask you questions about because you originally did this uh, and did like this a, is my very first episode. Yeah, and you that like I a, researched and I listened to it in order to to do this. You know, to get get today's show ready, and you did a damn good job. You had like amazing. Uh, factoids like all over the place oh well look at look at old me yeah you look at young you what happened i'm looking at old you now <laughs> you. Uh, oh anyways need, we better you better pour me another one of these <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> um you know i i think hagrid you know hagrid got it in 2019 but i'm pretty sure that it's about to get crushed by guardians so yes uh which i've heard a rumor that it was like over 500 million yeah, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best kept secrets in all of like theme park rides. Like, they, there's so much; it's shrouded in so much mystery. Yeah, at this point, I mean, you know, well, in a couple weeks' time, to, right? It's to be open. Yeah, like once, but yeah, in like a couple weeks from the, this episode airing, it's gonna be open. And like, I'm gonna be riding it at an AP preview, so I will be talking about it on a at the bar episode. Excellent! I can't wait to yeah. Have a. I'm gonna have to like do um uh, do earmuffs like a lot during that while you tell our. <laughs> well, I'll do spoiler free. I'll just let you guys know what I think about it. Yeah, good idea. Um, yeah. so yeah, so I mean, Hagrid's kind of held onto the torch for just a couple years, and then you know, and then this is gonna take it away, and then and I'm not positive, but I just heard like very recently that uh, Tokyo is redoing their Space Mountain. And that is supposed to have a price tag of nearly five hundred million dollars too. So redoing their Space Mountain, yeah, interesting. Yeah, they're going to redo it. They're going to tear it down and redo it. And it kind of, if you look at the concept art, kind of looks like a puff of whipped cream. It's a little weird looking. Don't know if I love it. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Like you know, as an indoor roller coaster, I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. But like exterior wise, it looks like whipped cream. It kind of looks like the gray stuff, and it might not be so delicious. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You should try it. <laughs> I mean, I, I will. I would love to try. It. I think it's supposed to open <laughs> in twenty seven, twenty twenty seven. Oh, so it'll be one hundred and five. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is a steel roller coaster made to seem as a steam train that is traversing the Himalayas. It was built by Dutch manufacturer Vacoma, same people who did the rock and roller coaster. Uh, Vacoma has like three hundred plus roller coasters all over the world, um, including, like I said, Rock and Roller Coaster, as well as Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in Tokyo, 
Uh, and the Barnstormer. So they, they do things of all shapes and they sizes. They mean the Barnstormer? All shapes and sizes. I have, I've lost all credibility. <laughs> I think I think they're just like the like the steel track people, you know. Mm. They didn't like do the mountain or anything like that. I mean, they I do love the, a smooth roller coaster. I, I this I, is you know, a smoothie. People, it's smooth, and people love feeling like they're like I like to feel the, you know, like they love a wooden roller coaster, and they feel like they can really feel the tracks. Oh I'm fuck like, that! No, I don't need that. I like. I, I'm, that. I'm into the smoothness too. Totally yeah, into yeah. the smooth. Smooth corners like it's on rails because it is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the story of this, the backstory of Expedition Everest, is that you're a guest in the village of Circazong. Um, I think that's a made up place. Uh, you're... I was gonna say, like, I, I didn't know that existed, but okay, I'm there. <laughs> uh, your destination is the Himalayan Escapes Travel Agency. Here, you will follow in the footsteps of the formerly prosperous tea business people. Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing, but apparently there was a very and prosperous, prosperous tea people there. They're like the Elon Musk of tea? Exactly. <laughs> like billionaire tea. Stationed by Twitter. <laughs> I bought this NFT. <laughs> um, the t- Wow, I hate myself. Um, yeah, the, I hate you too. The town was once uh, a hub of tea exporting, and entrepreneurs would transport their tea via steam trains to the major businesses and exchanges uh, like in the city of Anandapur. Uh, it was very successful until the steam trains... Uh, Unwittingly, unwittingly awakened and apparently not all that mythical beast. Yes, the Yeti, which had hibernated for years prior in the mountains, uh, the Forbidden Mountain nearby. Uh, and then uh, I guess like the tea trains, like they would just be too loud or maybe it was the people running, like they were just like all hopped up on tea and they were yelling and stuff and that woke him up and he got pissed. And that's, okay. the, that's the story. The tea people pissed off the Yeti, and now he's mad. Um, I mean, the tea people sound intense. Yeah, but they're very successful. So. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the day, yeah. Um, all right, so some, uh, some weirdo facts about this thing. Uh, the mountain that you're climbing on on the ride isn't Mount Everest. So it's, nope. it's a fake name. Uh, the mountain that we're on is actually called the Forbidden Mountain. As the name of the ride, and suggests. that's why it's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Everest. I wonder if it's like, was it like Mount Everest was like, no, you can't use my name for this. I think they ride unless you fix that Yeti. Yeah, <laughs> or or maybe they were like, there's no, there's no legends, there's no like weirdo legends about Mount Everest. Oh, so they couldn't like think of a like, yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. That's probably what it is. I don't know. Joe Rody's a pretty smart cat, so I'm thinking he, he probably. I mean, he's got, probably got his reasons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm drinking on a podcast. What do I know? <laughs> well, he's just he's just adding rings to that ear. So what does he know? Um, so uh, the the actual Mount Everest is on the mountain chain, if you will, that we're looking at. It's the smaller mountain to the right that's like kind of slightly behind the Forbidden Mountain or the, like the big peak. Um, so it's like the sidekick. It's like the sidekick. There's like three mountains kind of that make up this chode of a fake rock. And it's the one on the far right. It's the Robin of mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Expedition Everest. (laughs) 
Nice. Expedition Everest is a giant hidden Mickey, which I had no idea about this until today. Uh, oh, if no. You were, yeah, I know, your favorite, right? If you were to fly <laughs> over Expedition Everest from above, you would see that the entire structure of the ride makes one giant uh, hidden Mickey. So is this like a purposeful hidden Mickey, or is this like when I accidentally put like my salad plate and my bread plate in front of my main dish, and then it's like, oh, hidden Mickey. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be like okay. that. There's no way that they like maybe like partway through designing the ride. They were like, hey, if we, you know, if we just shifted this like by 15 degrees, we'd have a real Mickey on our hand. Something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that might have happened. But, and then some drunk idiots can do this fact on a podcast <laughs> one day. Exactly. They're doing it all for us. <laughs> Cheers to the Imagineers. Cheers to the Imagineers. We haven't even gotten into this game, and I've drank so much already. Continue. Uh, You're welcome. Um, (laughs) This is uh, the tallest of all the Disney mountains, and in fact, it's the tallest building in Florida. uh, I'm sorry, in the Florida Project, meaning Disney World, uh, coming in at (laughs) 199.5 feet, which is just under the magic 200-foot light-up-the-sky-with-blinking lights that the FAA regulations cause, like uh, whatever that regulation is. Yeah, the, yeah. The reason, the, yeah, they don't want to have to put that little beacon up there. Exactly, which would take away all the magic. Uh, yeah, because you so, might not think this is a real mountain, then, even though the back of it is totally, <laughs> completely ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> um, this uh, beats out Tower of Terror by like six inches. So, and that's wild to me. Yeah, I feel like optically, illusion-wise, Tower of Terror looks the biggest. Agreed. But it's crazy that that's taller than it. Like, it just doesn't, it, it makes no sense. I think that, in my you know, mind. One of, the, one of the reasons that uh, Tower of Terror looks so much bigger is because we're sunk down in uh, Sunset Boulevard. So, like, we're below grade when, oh. we're, when we're walking up to it. Sunset Below Boulevard. Yeah. So, like, when you're looking but, up, it probably adds, like, another... 20 feet or something like that yeah also just the idea of like a tower or a building just always kind of feels you know and then something when something's like you said chody about like a mountain you don't realize how high it's going this mountain this mountain this mountain looks nice from like when you're walking up to it and like the ground but if you look at it from like afar like across the lagoon i really do not like its shape it's it's shaped uh like like too squatty potty you know Oh really? I like it. No, it's like it's like just like a chode. It's weird. It's like it's like too can. Yeah, it's like it's too like <laughs> wide and then vertical and then like like a cake. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. Cake mountain. Cake mountain. <laughs> That's a shirt. <laughs> uh, With cream mountain and cake mountain. Oh god. <laughs> what happens when we talk about food before we do our podcast (laughs) yeah we did we did talk about food for a while uh expedition everest was a pretty innovative coaster for the walt disney world so it holds uh some titles to it uh it was the first to go forwards and backwards uh it was the uh the world's best new theme park attraction yeah that's it got that award won a couple awards Yeah, yeah yeah so that's cool I can see that it is. It's I don't know. It's a great roller coaster, and that you know that thing that you're talking about where it goes backwards. Like I know some people that that's tricked. Oh yeah, 
Totally. So it could work. Um, during the construction, they built uh, a big model of this, like a six-foot-tall model of the mountain. Um, and then they scanned all of it into a, uh, a computer so that they could kind of like figure out all the kinks of how to put a, a mountain and a roller coaster and a 20,000-pound jumping abominable snowman within each other. It's, it's like the world's worst, most complex Russian nesting doll game. You know, like... Like they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they had to like shove this thing into this thing and then this thing into that thing. Um, and then the Imagineers then had uh, the computer bend all of the rebar and the supports, all like the metal like of the actual mountain um, that they had scaled according to the model uh, so that when the whole thing was actually built, it was kind of like a like a giant 3D puzzle. So by doing this methodology of construction, and this is how they've put together everything since this is how they did all of galaxy's edge, uh, any like big rock work pieces, they all do them this way because it's, it was like a real jump forward in how to construct things. And it ended up saving them on this ride, uh, like nearly half the construction time. So and this, this is probably the last time that that ever happened because they're always, you know, behind by a year now, like, uh, Tron? Hmm. Tron? Tron? <laughs> Tron will never be Dawn. It's, uh, wow. <laughs> I hate this, myself. This, this is what we get for drinking tiki drinks. <laughs> oh, man. Let us right into the pot. Let us know if we sound hammered on this episode. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's like, that's all I have for, like, you know, weirdo. We have got more facts in, in the game, but, um, this is all like my weirdo facts. What do you like? What are some of your memories about this? Like, what was what was like your first? My time favorite memory of favorites? this. Well, my favorite memory of this. I, I love this roller coaster. My absolute favorite memory is doing uh, Animal Kingdom after dark, and I. It was raining. Like it was in. A, it, I went for my birthday weekend. This was like a couple years ago, and I went with my friend, and we were watching Rivers of Light, which R.I.P. Rivers of Light, Rips. and um. And um, it literally rained buckets on us as we're watching. Like, I've never experienced that in my life where you're just sitting somewhere and then you're finally just like, all right, I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, there's no going, like, I'm drenched. Florida's, I think Florida's the only place where I've I've gone through that because typically it's, like, warm enough where, like, you're like, well, it's, I'm just gonna, now I'm going to be wet, but it's fine. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be cold. Be I'm just going to be wet. Yeah, and I'll, it'll all dry off. And literally it did. So Rivers of Light ends, and it's just like it's lightly raining now. Because like once we're done sitting there, all of a sudden it's not buckets. And you walk right on the we, – we had the after dark thing, so the park cleared out, and we were there for the after dark event and how, walked right how on. How long does an after dark event at Animal Kingdom go Three to? hours. So it goes to like nine or something? So if it, No, no. If it, it probably started at like – well, yeah, maybe it started at like eight, and then it went to like 11 or something. Hmm. I don't think it was like open later now than it used to be. And then it used to like close like six or something, but now it closes like eight or nine. Do you do, um, do you, like you don't do any of the animal, there's no animal encounters happening, right? Well, they did have like a, I don't know if they still do, but they had um, a nighttime version of the safari where you wore like glasses, like, oh, like, a, you, like, a, like yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park, wow. you know, just minus like the death and destruction yeah, um, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> without, without, um, you know, all that. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. It's, uh, the the years, the lifetime is young. 
Um, but I walked right onto Expedition Everest, and my friend Stephanie went on it with me, and it was like raining on us while we were on it, and I loved every second. I get off, I realized she did not. Like, I think she puked. <laughs> oh, no. And I, I, like, she, like, like left. She's been on the podcast before, Stephanie. She's fun. Yeah, and, friend um, of the pod. Friend of the pod, Fob. Um, Fop, friend of the pod. Um, and then I ended up going back on it four more times. So I wrote it five times in a row in the rain. I was literally, I think by the end of it, I got, like, a little loopy because I was like, woo! Like, I was just, like, screaming and just like, yeah! Like, with every turn. That was my favorite memory of it. And then finally I was like, all right, five times. Like, but I, <laughs> five times is enough. <laughs> five times, like, we got to probably work our way over to Pandora. You, you know, know like, but I, I know what's fucked up about that park is that, like, if you, like, if you're in that position, like, what else are you going to do other than ride that five times? Because there's nothing else around. Well, that's, that's what I thought. I'm like, and I had heard from people that said that if you do after hours, the after hours events at Animal Kingdom, you don't want to go right to Pandora because everyone does that. Sure. So like you want to, you want to go there later. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's do stupid dinosaur, even though I'm going to regret that. And like, like we, I think we, I honestly think we went on, it's tough to be a bug was still open and like, like that too. Yeah. I like that. Um, but, uh, there was something, what else is there? There's not really much else. Like, no, there's very, there's like very, very little over there. I don't think any of the other shows were running and like, basically like, I think Africa, like mostly is closed like, because it's really like, besides if, if you went on the safari, so then you kind of just go to Pandora and you hang out there and you just keep riding flight of passage. I guess, and, I guess like Kilimanjaro, uh, rapids is kind of close to, well, that's close too. I think at the after darks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that was pretty, I think that was closed. I don't know why, but I think it was closed. Would you would you like go back to an after art dark or is that like worth it? I think they're worth it because I mean I'm sorry at, at Animal Kingdom. Um yeah. Here's in general, well, in general, you, I agree with you. They're definitely worth. They it. They give you like that unlimited like uh, ice cream and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of fun. And there was a point where we were like, it's more like you see it more as like it's fun to just hang around. There's it's eerily eerily dead at the animal kingdom after dark as opposed to any of the others. Yeah. Like, and it's dark in that park. So it feels even creepier at some points. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. so I kind of just like being there and like, like stuffing ice cream and popcorn in my face and just like looking at things. We watched the, um, the show on the, um, the tree, like maybe five times. Like, cause you could literally just sit there and like, you know, chill out. And then you get to hang out in Pandora we hung out in there for like an hour, just like hanging around the bioluminescence, even yeah. though you go on the rides or whatever. So I, I just like them in general for the, for the having the privacy in the park. Totally. And that's a park that you, you never really get that nighttime. You, yeah. There's never enough, enough of it, you know, like it, it's, right. it turns dark and then they're like, Oh, park's closed. You're like, Oh man, yeah, the I'm lights just, just turned in on. General, in general for after hours events. I think yeah. they're the best. Like when it's just the after hours events, like, the parties are still packed, but the after hours events are are amazing. They're so dead. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite memory of, of exhibition ever. So what about you? Nice. Um, I, I remember, uh, I mean like I've just, I've always loved it. Um, last time I went on it, I rode solo. Uh, there's a single riders line on this, mm. which is great. Fantastic. It is a great one. 
Yeah, because um, you could you could just walk right on. Yeah, my almost. whole family just we were like we don't really care if we sit with each other. Yeah, <laughs> we're see, spending all, see we're, you enough. Yeah, yeah, spending all week with you. Um, so we all just went into the single riders and. Uh, it was fantastic, you know, and I, I rode next to like some like 12 year old girl who was definitely afraid of roller coasters. And <laughs> by the end we were both hooting and hollering and having a great time. So that's amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Like it, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and play a game. Die Mountain Dew counts as a mountain, right? It's, it's a mountain. It's a mountain. It won't, you won't be able to have kids if you drink too much of it, but it's a mountain. It's a mountain to climb, baby. Mountain to climb. All right, we're going to play Drink That Ride. This is a Drink the Difference game where we're going to rank the ride through a series of technical and fun rounds uh, and drink the point difference that we give each ride. For example, if the category is worth five points and you give that – uh, ride a three in that category. You're going to drink two, uh, two sips, two seconds, two gargles, two chugs, two whatever's he wants, uh, of whatever you want. Hopefully it's, uh, one of these expeditions, but if it's a glass of water, a nice tea, whatever, whatever you'd like, these are tea entrepreneurs here in, <laughs> in Karazong or wherever the fuck we are. So enjoy your tea. We got we got five categories. We've got the queue, which is worth five points. Length of ride, which is worth five points. The thrill level, that's five points as well. Then we have our immersion category. That includes uh, sights, sounds, the ride vehicle. That's worth 10 points. And then uh, those are kind of like all of our technical rounds. And then we have the dark horse category. That's the fun level. Disney selling fun. They're doing it at a clip. That's worth 25 points. So that can be a real game changer. And as always, it, can. We, we, it has been. Yeah, it, totally. It's totally changed, cha- changed mm-hmm. uh, the luck of a ride or two. Uh, we start at the start and that's the queue. Uh, all everything that we're this is such a, like an immersive queue. It's it's kind of hard to like tear it away from immersion. Like when we're thinking about it, um, it's it's like a pretty long and winding queue. All the gear and equipment found uh, that's decorating the ride queue is is actually authentic. Uh, many of the items were purchased from Nepalese store owners um, by Joe Rody and his team as they traversed Nepal, like looking for inspiration. I guess. Yeah, they filled up a whole plane with shit. Yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> like they just yeah they just stocked <laughs> stocked the line with like a bunch of real you're basically- stuff. Basically. When you're on the line, you're basically looking at Joe Rory's merch hall. It's, and- <laughs> it's totally his merch hall from Nepal. I wonder merch if he did a video. <laughs> I'm back from Nepal. You know what that means? Merch hall. Merch hall. <laughs> He's like, I got this earring in. Uh, the Imagineers included red coloring around the corners of the windows and doorways uh, throughout the queue and the buildings surrounding the area uh, because that's what they do in the Himalayas apparently because it's believed to ward away evil spirits which is oh. kind of cool I had no idea but well, like, I need to pick up some of those to 
for the New York City subway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just paint paint all the doors <laughs> red in the New York City. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that this queue is uh, it's a little long, but it is fascinating. Everywhere you look, there's something to look at. Uh, and it being real stuff, I think it just adds to it. Just makes it all that much more. I don't feel like I've authentic. ever waited, like waited a long time on this queue to like feel like it's long. And like you said, I I, t- I tend to go if I if I'm not like at an after hours event, I would go to the single rider line, which is not you know seeing all that stuff. True. So it doesn't feel long to me, and could just be because I'm smart. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely walked, done the real line, and it. Yeah, I have too. And it feels like you know, you're in this building, and then you walk out of that building, and then you're in another building, and you're like, but it's cool because it's all like museum quality stuff that you're looking at, and then they start to weave in the tail of the the yeti while like while you're in line, so they they're really like, I think they're doing a very good job of like storytelling for like how. This travel Enchanted agency. Tales with Yeti. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait yeah. till the door opens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love think... all. The, I love all the Yeti like like signage. Totally. And and I love those signs that like change on it. Um, yeah, I like the queue, and I really like that everything is authentic, like that. Because you know what, like Disney's sort of known for like manufactured authenticity, like that's like a world building in in a fake way, and like this is not fake; those are real things. Yeah, I think, and this that... isn't like an, and this isn't a, like the only time they ever really did stuff like that was in like Hollywood Studios when they like with the Backlot tour where they showed like authentic props and stuff. But for the most part, everything's pretty fake in Disney. Totally, I th- I think that Joe Rody like. I think that that always bothered him. And so with given the task of, of all of animal kingdom, I think that he really tried hard to bring as much authenticity as he could into it. Obviously. And then this park obviously feels the most authentic of any park for sure. Totally. Except the fake tree. I'll never understand that. Um, I love it though. I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Sorry. That's a story for another time. (laughs) Uh, we have drank the icons. You can go back and listen to those many those uh, episodes if you'd like. True. Um, so I liked it. I like that it's authentic. Uh, I don't know if it's the most memorable cue because like it's like there's a lot of times with cues where I could like pinpoint specific things that like I think about or just like pop in my mind. Like that happens a lot for me in um, like Big Thunder Mountain. Like there's a lot of like things that like I just remember. And it's not even as detailed. Sure. But this one, maybe it's like there's so much that I, I can't. Like it's, I do it remember is, all those posters. And it's a little stuff. overload, and it's and, overloaded. It's, and it's a little uh, static in comparison to like Big Thunder, where Big Thunder has like stuff for you to do, like while you're in line, right? Like uh, twist this knob and do, you know, like like you, this kind of feels like a little bit like look, don't touch. And Big Thunder, like. And I'm bringing it up mainly because I think it's like a comparable sort of, like it's another mountain rock, roller coaster, right? So. Another mountain, but like yeah, like and not like space, like it's like one of those like outdoor mountain like roller coasters. Um, is that like Big Thunder Mountain for some reason, especially the one in, in Magic Kingdom, it evokes some sort of like excitement as I'm going through it. Like I don't know if I get that so much with 
Expedition Everest. If like as I'm going through it, I'm like, you know, like I feel like when I'm on Big Thunder Mountain, I'm like, I'm walking fast and I'm like, yeah, like I don't know, I'm like I've got some energy going on that I don't have the same as with Expedition Everest. I get energy on Expedition Everest. Sure. On the ride, like I said, I started like wooing and shit, and like I get it, but it's a, a way slower burn where it's like Big Thunder. I have like this excitement walking through the queue that I don't get, but I do love the authenticity. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. You're going three out of five. I'm gonna go. Four, okay. Because I do I'll love, I do love the immersion. Uh, last time, uh, we we both went down a point. Last time, I gave it a oh. five. You gave it a four. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I, lo- I love I love hearing the we've what grown. We gave it last time. We've grown a lot in our we know, have, two plus learned. years. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably no. And we have more, more things to compare. Like what what we just did that there is compare. We have more things to like compare to that. Like this was the very first episode of a ride we did a hundred percent so it's like like we had no idea what we were doing we like, Ryan, your first score on this podcast was a perfect score yeah, well <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really not you right now way. no no that's not that's i will it's i won't be, give anything a perfect score anymore it's very hard for you to give a perfect score you're very cynical you yeah got a little more cynical yeah not very a little more Okay, go ahead. What's next? Uh, we're on to length of ride. This is about two and a half minutes. Uh, it's got a ride capacity of uh, just over 2,000 people per hour, so, like, pretty good, um, and 34 riders per train. I think there's, like, five or six trains going at any given time. So, oh. um, yeah, pretty, like, it feels longer than two and a half minutes. Oh, yeah, that's a little surprising to me. So that's actually... And when I think it's surprising, I think that's a good thing. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, like his. Yeah, it feels like I. I would. I would have thought it was a four-minute roller coaster. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm saying like so I that, agree with you. I, I feel like that way you, too. I. Like even when you're sitting at the at that point before it's about to go backwards. I feel like you're there for a very long time. Yeah, right. I feel like I'm. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like, when are they going to switch this track over? Like they just feel like it's a very, very pregnant pause. Um, you know, like uh, so I'm I'm surprised by that. Uh, hmm. I guess it's good though. I guess it's good that it it, it feels longer. Yeah, it feels longer. And I mean, I'm like, give, I like that it's a people eater. For roller co- roller coasters are not typically very good people eaters. No, and I don't. Not. I mean, I don't know if this is really considered a people eater at two thousand, but like, that's but pretty, five or six trains at one time is a lot. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm pretty pumped on this. I'm gonna think I'm gonna give a four on it. I'm gonna also give it a four. Cool. Uh, last time you were uh, fours for the tape, and I was a three. So I came up as point, and you said the same. All right. We'll each drink one. <sighs> All right. Now we're now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. Thrill level. Oh. Fifty miles an hour. Pretty damn good. Uh, that is good. If you. Uh, if you if you pay careful attention to the area where you check the height, like at the entrance, uh, you'll notice that there's like a giant Yeti's foot, and that Yeti's foot is forty four inches tall. You have to be as tall as the Yeti foot to ride. 
Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's a big ass Yeti. <laughs> so you have to be forty four inches tall to ride this? Correct. So you have to be forty eight to ride Space Mountain, I think. Yeah. Um because we just found out that my nephew just hit forty eight inches. We we're like, oh my god, he yes. can ride Space Mountain. Oh. Like that's wild that he can ride. Like he's thinking about that, like that's a single like Oh, you know, like he's gonna so sit by scared. himself. He's gonna be scared. I don't think. I don't. I think mind. he's too young for. I think five is too young for Space Mountain. I personally. remember riding Space Mountain like in my mom's lap, though. Like sitting really? in the same seat, but like, yeah. They allowed you to do that back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the eighties. They let you do whatever. Yeah, it's a wild west back then. I mean, but it is still wild to me that when you're on Space Mountain, like I, I had so one time I had so much stuff in my hands, and they were just like, "Bye," and I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like "Good like, luck." Well, they really don't fucking care on this ride. Well, so they're yeah, just trying to get their merch back. Letting you have letting someone have a baby on their on their lap on Space Mountain. Um, okay, well, thrill level. So yeah. Also, oh yeah. So this also goes backwards, right? Like for a long time. It goes backwards for yeah, like, and that's fun. It goes Um, backwards at forty miles an hour. I don't think it's scary going backwards, but I think it's fun going backwards. But like I said, I so my hairdresser, Mm -hmm. her and her kids went to Animal Kingdom, and her daughter, when it when it got to that point, she thought the ride was really broken and started hysterically fucking crying. Oh, as the, as she got to the point where the, the track is broken, yeah. like broken in front of you. Yeah. And started hysterically fucking crying. Cause she, she thought she was going to die. So she could die. Sweet. <laughs> as we laugh for some reason, <laughs> you know, she thought her life was over. <laughs> kids, kids are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. Um, so, you know, that that does happen. Now, there are other people who throw their hair tie in that area. That's how, li- like, lightly they take it. Yeah. We haven't um, we haven't figured out, like, quite what what is up with the hair tie or, like, how it started. But um, Well, isn't it? They, I've heard that it's, like, something that happens with skiing, Yeah. Right? So, so I brought up last time we did this that it is, like, a, a tradition in skiing. Like, if you're on the chairlift, uh, locals will typically pick, like, a tree that becomes, like, the like the the gift tree i guess and so they'll put uh they'll just like throw stuff from the chairlift onto that tree so like somebody will go and like hang an ornament on it like they'll ski down to it hang an ornament and then everybody else just throws shit on it from the chairlift and then before too long it turns into like the bra tree usually where people are just like taking off their their bras and like throwing them at the tree feminists uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> down with war, down with war, and down with this tree. Uh, um. All right. I guess I gotta throw my bra next time. Well, yeah. you know what? I've got I've got a bunch of them. That would be so um, funny if people started throwing bras at Disney. No, it would. That would that, that's just why we can't have nice things. I all just want to see like that that condor <laughs> that condor that like like pops up from behind the track. Every once in a while, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's like an animatronic up there. Oh, yeah, I love that. If yeah, somebody that... got their bra stuck on him, oh, that'd be so So, there's fun. this animatronic, like, bird that, like, if certain people, like, at that point, like, certain people can see him, he, like, comes out. It's really strange. It's, he, he, I think it's like luck of the draw, too. He doesn't come yeah, out it's every like time. It's hidden magic or something. Cause, yeah, you might not get him every time. I, um, uh, so, thrill level. So, it can be thrilling to some people. But it's to me, it's not a scary roller coaster. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, I, that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like amongst the Disney, the Disney code. That one drop is a badass drop. 
I it is, but I never feel. I don't know what it is about that roller coaster. I never feel like you don't feel it like in your stomach or something. You know, no. I'm I'm trying to I, think of like you know like what is the the thrilling. I, I mean, like Tower of Terror, obviously, the, right? I think I think Space Mountain is the most thrilling. Space roller coaster. Mountain thrilling because it's cause because it's you pitch feel black. like you're gonna get your head chopped yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, if you sit in that very far seat, even though it's, I think it's the slowest. Doesn't like Space Mountain go like thirty miles per hour? Yeah, it's it's not fun with the lights. <laughs> it's on. basically it's basically like Peter Pan's flight. Yeah, um, it might as well be the Barnstormer. Like, if the Barnstormer <laughs> was in pitch black, in fact, if you want a fun time, just ride the Barnstormer with your eyes closed. Great. We still haven't drank Space Mountain. We have to. We have to do it. We'll get um, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We want to save some some good ones. Um, but yeah, it's it's. For some reason, it still feels the most thrilling to me of the Disney Disney World roller coasters. Yeah, I think when a roller, you know what? Also, it's not smooth. That's true. It jerks you around. This, this I think one is that smooth because it's smooth. I feel very like I feel very safe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know that thrilling is necessarily tied with uns- like feeling unsafe. Oh, it is for me. But it absolutely, I, I was thinking that myself. It absolutely is. But the most thrilling part of Tower of Terror to me is like, because I think the hardest, the, in all of Walt Disney World, the hardest working mechanism in all of Walt Disney World is the seatbelts on, on, on Tower of Terror. Oh, now you're going to give me a thing. So that, like those things, like you, the fact that like people, there's some people on Tower of Terror that are over 300 pounds. Yeah, like that, that are that are getting yeah. I know what I'm saying like 400, 500 pound people are being held in to place by by that seatbelt. Like that's what's thrilling about Terror of Terror. Because well, like, now otherwise. that's thrilling to me, Adrian. <laughs> and for me, Space Mountain, it's like I can get my head chopped off. I can get my if I put my hands up. All right, so what is this a two then? Happen. Damn it! <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I think that I, I think I'll I'll meet you at a four. I'm like I'm teetering. Like, is it a five? I do that one drop and. In the like when you're going backwards in the dark is pretty thrilling. Uh, maybe you know, like maybe if they had a uh, a giant mythological beast swiping at my face with his big old right. claws, maybe it would feel more thrilling. I would have never experienced that. I so. think the only ride that I've ever given a five so far to in this category is Dinosaur. Uh, Tower of Terror, you did. I gave okay, okay Tower of Terror, yeah, but. When Tower we, when we redo it, we'll find out how low it goes. I don't want to so redo it. Sandbag that one. <laughs> I know you, that's why I don't want to do it. I don't trust you. You're, I don't trust you to because I don't. I don't want you to do that. Tower of Terror. We did within our first like month and a half of doing this and, podcast two years and ago. It's still at a forty-eight point five, <laughs> the like, highest ranked ride, and that really bothers Ryan for some odd reason. It doesn't like it doesn't like really bother me. I think it's absolutely deserving of being. You know, very, I think very you high. What you say? You think it should be like a forty-six? I just think that it shouldn't be like unbeatable. That's all I'm saying. But I'm just saying, name me a ride that beats it. Well, you might name a ride for me in two weeks' time. So what? Maybe. <laughs> all right, let's go. All right, but rank rank this category. I already did. It's a four. We're drinking okay, two. Four for the We're drinking one each. Did, did we? Is that what we gave it last time? Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. that is what both of us gave it last time. All right. Well, consistent. We're really smart. Immersion, <laughs> sights, sounds, ride vehicle. The theme theme is king on this one. It 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 does it all over the place. Uh, it is immersive. So, uh, 
like we said, they brought a bunch of stuff in from Nepal, a bunch of artwork. Uh, Joe Rody and his team brought eight, like 8,000 artifacts uh, for the queue. Uh, to- the totem poles that are outside of Expedition Everest were carved by Nepalese wood carvers. I think like, there are literally site. no more artifacts left in Nepal. For real. Got he probably there. like, he, he probably did like, like if you, Wiped if, it. yeah. Like if you went there on vacation, like hoping to get some cool stuff, like the month after he was there, you're probably like that fucking Disney guy. Stole all the good stuff. Filled the plane. And just yeah. like, now all I can get is this shirt that says I went to Nepal. And, and you just like, so like all the, like, all the Nepalese artisans <laughs> were just like, like kicked back, like counting their, you know, their dollar bills. <laughs> like a toothpick in yeah, their mouth. Like... I'm on break. Um, (laughs) The Imagineers uh, brought a ton of plant life that's native to or similar to the architecture, uh, sorry, agriculture of Nepal uh, and Tibet where the the Forbidden Mountain is supposed to exist. So they're like all the plants that you're looking at are like kind of what would work out there. I, I don't know how it is that they work in central Florida as well, but I guess magic. Um, as you're waiting to board the train, uh, you'll may notice some steam rising from the boiler at the back of the train car, um, which is pretty typical of train behavior. Uh, but that steam is not actually coming from the, the roller coaster at all. It's not, you know, this, this is not an actual steam car that's running this, this, uh, this ride. Uh, so the steam is actually happening below the tracks itself and they just shoot it up through the, um, that's my favorite fact about this through the car as like an illusion, which is really fun. Uh, I love that super immersive with that happening. And it's a pretty effective, it's, it's pretty effective. It looks, it looks pretty good. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't know if it wasn't for this podcast, right? Um, expedition Everest, Expedition Everest took over 2,000 gallons of paint uh, to bring the mountain to life, including like six different shades of white for the snow, which is right. But also, too, like they did a lot of like really cool, like patina painting. Oh, yeah. um, On this ride, like on all of that authentic, all of that authentic. Yeah. Now we're getting into Disney. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That pot is so authentic. Can we just give it a little age? (laughs) <laughs> just brush a little dirt on it. Uh, and then we come to the Disco Yeti. Yeah. He stands a massive 22 feet tall. It's the biggest audio animatronic that Disney has ever built. That doesn't work. <laughs> he doesn't work. Uh, the biggest audio animatronic that doesn't work. The Yeti has a 1,000 square feet of skin. It needs 1,000 snaps and another 250 zippers to stay together. Ew. And for a quick moment in the mid aughts, he moved around like a motherfucker. He did. Yeah, but he almost he, broke the mountain. Yeah, he he shakes he shake rattling and rolling so hard that he uh, started to break the foundations of the mountain itself. Uh, so now, when you uh, when you pass him, he's in B mode, which uh, is quote unquote disco yeti mode. Uh, which basically is just a strobe light flashing to simulate movement. And, uh, yeah, I guess, like, when he was in A mode, like the the actual animatronic mode, he was able to, like, lunge five feet at you and, like, two feet. Like, he was able to basically, like, jump at you. Um, And uh, I never never got to see it. Did you ever get to see it? No. Yeah, I did. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, 
yeah, it it definitely added to the thrill of the of the ride. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like it felt like an ape was going to jump on the on the car. See, the ride view. I like. I wish that the car would like. You know, like the scene where like. Like you stop and you see like the the video the projection of him like ripping the track apart. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, awesome. But like, I wish that they did something like that with the with the animatronic because like I don't think that I've ever I, I said this last time we did this too like, and I've ridden it since. I, I I've never seen the Yeti like you're going too fast. And it's all, it's for such a quick moment that, and you're, you're like far away from him. So like, I don't really know what he looks like other than like, have some, you ever watched a ride audio of it? Like a ride? Yeah. A ride? Yeah. So like I've, I've watched ride throughs and then, you know, like in the, the late night or the late two thousands or, or mid two thousands, I guess, uh, like Joe Rody had like a special. So like I saw the Yeti like his like big stand, like his grandeur and his size and everything behind like, uh, I don't know, plastic bags or something like, you know, they kind of had him like a little bit like hidden away cause it was promo shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, I've seen like pictures of what his face looks like, which is fucking horrifying. It is scary. But like in the ride itself, you don't see it. I almost wish it wasn't in like disco Yeti mode and they just like, shh, put a, like, put a light on him because you're going so fast that like would you really notice that he's like not moving well i think if they just put a light on him it it would make it even like uh, more obvious that he's just doesn't doing anything though yeah that's what's the problem um so we on our new on the segment called how do you solve a problem like the yeti (laughs) yes um so joe rody is quoted as saying like he will before he dies he will fix that yeti but has yet to fix it. Yeah, but he's retired retired and now he works for fucking Jeff Bezos. Right. So So, like, I just can't believe that they, there's not a couple of Imagineers that they could dedicate full time to like figuring out what they could do. I'm like, I'm not surprised that they like fixing the Yeti, I think is probably an impossibility, right? Like they built the mountain around him. It would take a massive amount of work in order to, like pull the whole Yeti structure out and then put the new Yeti structure in. I'm, I'm not on board for that, but I do think that they could like, uh, come up with a new system to make his arm swat at you or something where, you know, you could give him some movement with like air or, or like, you know, uh, or like a pepper's ghost effect, something. Yeah. Where that's what I've always thought could have been the, could have been that antidote is to, to do some sort of effect where you're seeing, like, a mirror. Like, you're seeing it not live. Sure. The, but I, I don't know, dude, because then still it's got to move somewhere. Yeah, but, like, what I'm know. saying is, like, the movement the movement can be, like, less. Right now the problem is that every time the thing moves, it's a 20,000-pound object moving. So, yeah, it's going to break the foundations. But if you're, like, moving an arm with, like, you know, hydraulic air and then you're right. not moving it with, like, a giant, you know, 1,000-pound, you know, steel structure, then, like, you could probably pull it off without do, without making any kind of damage. I think that there's ways to do it with today's technology that, you know, just weren't around in 2006. Well, you, we just said at the top of the episode, we're sure Joe Rody has thought about this more than we have. Like, I'm 
someone's thought of that, but for some reason they're not doing it. Yeah. They just must not have the budget. <laughs> you know, this happened long before JPEG. We can't, this I'm, is one we can't blame on him. I can, and I will. <laughs> this, this is Iger. <laughs> <laughs> it's also true. Uh, immersion, 10 points. What you think? Uh, well, you got to take off points for for the Yeti. Sure. I think it, I think I at the top I got to take off two points for the Yeti because I know what it looks like with the Yeti working. It's a way, way more intense ride. Okay. Um, and uh, but everything else is so well done. Agreed. Like so well done. Like I even love those like banners, like those like colorful. Like banners that are hanging up. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's such like my my new details. Also, though, I have been affected by. I I think I maybe it, it was me. I probably ruined it for myself. <laughs> I I, was, I know I did something stupid. Like I think when we first did this episode, I found a picture of the back of the mountain oh. and what it looks like. I posted it on our Insta story, and it's just so disheartening like how unfinished it is and like it's literally got like plywood just like on the back of it like it looks like an unfinished basement i mean you know? that's i think that's how a lot of your favorite things look on the back i'm side, sure it is know? but like the fact that i like it just kind of ruined it for me i don't know like um it's not it's, it's not nothing you can see from the naked eye you'd have to google it to see it and i'm sure that that happens there's a lot of magic sometimes that can be ruined but mm. it, I, i'm gonna take I'm going to take the two points off. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. That's what you gave it last time. Um, oh, there we go. And I gave it a seven last time. I think I'm going to join you in eightsville. Because okay. I think immersion-wise, this is pretty spectacularly immersive. It's pretty good. All right. Two, point, two, two sips. Two sips each. I'm almost finished with my drink. <laughs> well, we got one big category to go. Okay. After... Uh, after our technical rounds, we're at a combined 19.5. That's really good. Out of 25 points? Yep. It's doing good, technically. Doing good. If doing it had good. that Yeti, it would have broke 20. Oh, yeah, for sure. A-mode, A-mode Expedition Everest is probably at like a 21, 22 in technicals. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So, uh, fun. It's pretty fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a pretty damn fun roller coaster. Like I said, I literally remember myself wooing. Like yeah. I was woo-wooing. I love a woo-hoo moment, and this one is full of them. Um, I love that moment where you're going up and you're going inside the mountain. I love the, that look. That, yeah. That's, this is my favorite ride at Animal Kingdom. Um, I know that's why a lot of people say it's, for them, it's Flight of Passage. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not for me. It's this one. I had the most fun on this. Um, I just, I, I love it. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm with points. you. I agree. I, I love it. It's not my favorite at the park, but it's a very close second. Um, I find this to be really fun. I think uh, 19 points I gave it technically. I think that's like, I think I'm going to give it 20 for fun. I think it. I think because it probably technically, if if it was an A mode, it probably been like a twenty one. It probably wouldn't have been like a twenty one. I think it's equally as fun as it is technically amazing. So I'm gonna say twenty. 
Okay, I gave it a 20 in technical, and it is more fun than it is technical. I'm going to give it a 21 here. That puts it to a total. Is that what we gave it last time? It's close. Um, I've given it 41 out of 50. You've given it 39 out of 50. For a total of 40. Last time we scored it a 40.5, so a 41 total. And uh, it, I, it looks like through my, my scores got there a different way, but I also scored it a 41 last time, and you scored it a 40 last time. So I just went down one point. Yep. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I think, I think this is I think kind I've of where this thing something. lives. You know, and, and if, if it had the A-mode Yeti, uh, it would be higher, and it would be more of a contender. So it comes out to a 40 with yep. our tour? Well, it should break a 40. It should absolutely break a 40. So I'm glad that it did that. But, yeah, it would have been it, it would have been higher with the, in A mode. Totally. Yeah. I mean, cool. this is, I think we both agree this is totally a must-do, right? Like, if you're it's in that park, do. if you're in that park, uh, do it. If you don't ride you, roller you, coasters. You must be dumb if you don't do this because there's not that much to do. Yeah, and so, I would say, like, even if you're not, like, a roller coaster fanatic, uh, this is a really smooth... You can handle this, yeah. It doesn't go upside down. Yep. And it's, it's and it's and it will give you like the the woohoos, you know, like it it's it, it's fast enough and it's like it's not a kitty coaster, but it's See the thing like the thing with like um it, you know? Like um the seat like if you're someone like I like that you're saying this advice. Yeah, if you're someone that doesn't like roller coasters, like the seat really holds you in well as opposed to Big Thunder Mountain where oh, you're, you're sliding s- slipping around, and sliding all over the place. Slipping and sliding that makes you feel a little bit like out of control where this one kind of like holds you in and it's smoother. This does feel so, like to me like a big like a big boy Big Thunder though. It's a big boy Big Thunder but it's less like jerky and like uh, I agree. I think that it's probably it's less smoother and yeah. holds you in more so I feel like it's not I think it's you know I think if you're it's less if rough someone on you but it's less rough. Yeah. yeah. But but it is like uh more daring or something. It feels more adventurous. The whole the it's whole works. So. More evolved. Yeah. 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 Cool. But yeah, it is a must do. Do it. Do it. What do you think? I think we I think we solved uh, this ride again. We're we're so good. <laughs> I like. And I, this is the pat on the back. I I do like <laughs> that. You know, two years ago, and uh, I don't know, a hundred and thirty episodes or something like that worth of rating stuff and we kind of nailed it the the first episode you know like like we're only like legitimately we're only half a point different and we got there different ways too but like we're legitimately a half a point difference between you know this ride two years ago and and now that's pretty cool i do like that because i feel like if there was a wild spread and so far like since anything we've redone there hasn't been that would make me be like wow we're just really just like talking out of our asses but the fact that there's not I, I feel like I feel good about that. And like I have, like only one of my scores was the same as last time, and a couple of yours were. But like, but that's still pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Totally. Cheers, Rye. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers um, to the host. <laughs> so we've got some drinking to do. Uh, I have to drink four for this last one. You have to drink five. Yep. And uh, and uh, why don't you go ahead and drink while I close us out? The Dark Ride yeah. is presented by Drunk Distry and is available every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, uh, uh, 
Spotify, Spotify wherever wherever <laughs> you're getting your uh, your podcast. Wherever podcast is sold. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not sold. It's always free, but you can pay us by simply mm-hmm. liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. Uh, those really, really help us out. Uh, you can also help us by just telling a fellow Disney parks loving or theme parks loving friend to listen. Uh, if you like us, then they're going to like us. Feel free to hit us up at drunkdistory at gmail.com for comments uh, and any other thing that you'd want to hit us up for. Also, please follow us on TikTok and Instagram for tons and tons of great Disney parks content. That's at drunkdistory. Thanks for joining us. And remember to always keep your kingdom cool. Shake me up until I fall